What is up, Today's Today crew? My name is Colton Chow, the founder and CEO of the Today's Today crew, helping you live every single day and creating a business where every single day you get to wake up and say, today's the day, and then fill in the blank. Because every single day, y'all, is a day to live free. So uh, I want to dive right in to this podcast because I am so freaking excited. Like, oh my God. Mm, yes, I am so excited. So, and the main reason that I'm very, 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 very excited is because yesterday I had the absolute pleasure of being one of the VIP attendees for the LeaderCast event, which for those of you that do not know, um, LeaderCast is one of the largest um, leadership development uh, conferences that is televised all over the world. Um, it was an absolutely amazing event. Um, I was at one of their host sites. The guy that put it on out here in Texas um, is a very, very good friend of mine um, and absolutely loved going to this event. This was my first leader cast to go to. Um, and I'm looking forward to hopefully going back in the near future um, when they do it because they do this every single year. They've done it for the past five years down here. And I'm hoping to be able to go back and speak next year, uh, which I'm very, very excited about, um, about that potential there. So I wanted to kind of talk about, you know, what are some of the tips? What are some of the key takeaways that I got? And y'all, I'm just going to read some of the, like the people that were there, like the speakers, uh, Gail King. Um, if for those of you that don't know, she has been on television for years and years and years and years and years, um, has worked with Oprah Winfrey for years and years and years and years, An absolutely super successful one, uh, Ginger Hartage, who is the, um, she is recently retired of the senior vice president for, what was it called? Um, Southwest Airlines, sorry. She worked in the communications and culture department, um, but she was the senior vice president for that, which is absolutely huge. Anybody who knows anything about um, Southwest Airlines knows that they are one of the top places to work. Um, in her speech, she talked about how they get 300,000 applications to work with their company each and every single year, and they only take two percent because people have to match up not only with the skill set but with their culture and only two percent of the applicants actually do that so uh, I also got to hear you know Andy Stanley um, an absolutely amazing author and pastor out there in Atlanta um, Patrick Lincioni I don't know if any of you know him he created the group called the table group um, this guy y'all he literally charges about forty thousand dollars for a one-day event um, just for him to come out and speak for one day. It's $40,000. Um, and so we had the absolute honor and privilege of learning from him for a good amount of time. Uh, we had Carla Harris, who works on Wall Street, and she is an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal woman. Um, and then we had a couple other people as well. Amazing, amazing speakers. So what I want to do is I just want to kind of quickly, not quickly, um, I want to go over some of the biggest tips and kind of give my two cents on them, um, talk about how you can implement them, talk about what they really mean, um, and really just so that way, you know, you can get some value out of me going to this conference because I don't want that me just to go to this conference and for me to grow and not everybody else to grow, right? I want everybody else growing along with me. I know that today's the day for everybody to grow, for everybody to develop, everybody to transform, everybody to create the changes that they need to in order to see their success happen. So I want to kind of go through six of the top uh, quotes slash 
statements that they made slash things that they coached on slash things that they taught on um, so that you can get some massive amount of value as well. So the first one um, is what are your mission critical events, right? That was a question that they kind of posed to us. And so for those of you that have no idea what a mission critical event is, essentially, you have a business. In that business, you have a mission of doing X, Y, Z. Mission critical events are events that help you get to that completed mission, right? A lot of people, um, especially in business um, and in life, they may know their end mission, but they don't know their mission critical events, meaning it's like, what are the steps that get people there, right? If you have an experience, what are the steps that help people go through that experience, right? If you're a fitness coach, what are the mission critical events, um, steps for people to go through your, you know, your fitness program? whatever it may be. If you are a chef, what are the mission critical events within somebody uh, tasting your food, whether it be a meal or a baked good, right? So I own a luxury rum cake business as well as my business coaching. And so I have to, you know, this is something I never even thought about with my rum cakes, right? Like what are the mission critical events for people going through the process of either purchasing and tasting my rum cakes, right? What are those mission critical events? And so I'm very excited today to, you know, and this weekend to really work on those and dive into those. So what are your mission critical events? Next, this was actually uh, this next part was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite speakers. And I had a lot of favorite speakers out of this. Um, but her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf. Um, for those of you that do not know, she is a neuroscientist. Um, she is a literal genius, sweetest lady absolutely amazing, um, the kindest voice, um, and honestly, she's a total freaking badass, um, but she has really worked probably for the past 30 years working on the differentiation of the mind and the brain um, and how the mind creates the brain. The brain does not create the mind. Um, and so it's really, really cool. If you don't know who she is, please go check her out. Go follow her stuff. Go get some of her books. Um, I'm looking at getting one of her new books, which I'm very excited about. Um, but this lady right here, she broke down a lot of science um, for us when it comes to the brain. Um, and she so showed us a couple of things. Um, she showed us one of these slides. And for those of you that are not neuroscientists, um, or if you are a neuroscientist and you are listening to this, I apologize so much. I am probably butchering this. And please, I'm not a doctor. I do not have a doctorate degree, um, especially not in neuroscience. <laughs> but she showed us this video of a brain and of the scans of a brain. And in it, uh, she's showing us as somebody is currently thinking, right? Currently creating a memory. She's showing us the the line which it's kind of creating within the brain, right? The um, the avenue that it's taking. I don't even know the proper terminology for it, right? It's like somebody's drawing a line on a sheet of paper, right? But it's with somebody's brain. And she's saying that this is your mind, which is creating matter within your brain every single time it's thinking, every single time that it is developing, every single time that it's creating a memory or storing a memory in your subconscious. This is physically happening. So when you have a thought in your brain, I'm sorry, in your mind, it creates a memory in your brain and it physically creates matter and a new structure to hold that. 
And it was so cool the way that she showed it. I wish all of you could be there. Um, but in her talking about that, she said that we are growing at an average 35 to 37% rate at any given time or any given day, right? We're growing and our brain is growing and our body is growing. Our cells on a molecular level are all growing at 35 to 37%, which literally means people, if we are not growing, if we are not developing, changing, um, transforming, we're literally dead. And this is one of the biggest things that I talk about in business and that I talk about with the crew, that I talk about with clients, that if your business is not growing, if something isn't changing within your business to develop, your business is dying. Like literally, physically, it is dying because it's not growing. And, and that is one of the hardest, hardest things for people to understand because they think, oh, well, my business is fine right now. It's nothing too big is going on. You know, I have a good amount of clients right now. I'm pretty satisfied with where it's at. It's great. And then they just stay there. This is one of the worst possible things that you could do for your business because one, business and success loves speed, right? It loves to go forward. It loves to have growth and it loves to do it on a timely manner. So when you lose that lack of momentum in your business and you're just kind of at a standstill and you're like, yeah, I'm bringing on regular clients every single day or whatever, or I'm bringing on consistent clients. That's great. Um, but you're slowly your business is dying. Because nothing new is happening. No changes are being made to develop and to grow. Because the world around us is developing and growing at a consistent rate. Which means that our businesses need to be growing and developing and transforming at a consistent rate. Uh, so it was really cool that she stated that we're constantly growing at 35 to 37%. Um, which I absolutely, absolutely loved. Um, I have probably six pages of her notes and so many photos of her of her PowerPoint. And I'm very, very excited to go into all of those. Um, not on this podcast, we don't have time for that. <laughs> We'd probably be on here for a couple hours. Um, next. So people show up to a restaurant or business because of a perspective for a particular something food or biz or business, right or or product. And so what this basically means is like, and so a lot of people are going to come down to, oh, well, that's like, you know, niching down. Um, yes, there, there is definitely an aspect to that, but it's even more than that. It's your perspective and your business's perspective and values around your particular business or your particular restaurant, right? The guy um, that said this, he is a head chef, um, owns a huge, huge food empire, restaurant empire with multiple Michelin stars. Um, he got his first third Michelin star at the age of 23. This guy knows how to run a restaurant, right? And so he was talking about how in his business and his team that everybody that comes into the restaurants, they're coming in for a particular perspective on the food, right? That's what they're coming in for. And so we have to take a look at that within our businesses. And I'm like, okay, when our clients are coming to us, what specific perspective are they expecting? And are they looking at us for or at our products for, right? So if you're in the world of motivation or whatever it may be, right? Um, what are your clients specifically coming to you for perspective-wise? When they look at your stuff, what type of perspective do they have? Or what type of pers 
perspective do they want to have? Like, right? Like you have a particular perspective on your business, on your culture, on your niche market, on your industry, on your products. Everybody that's coming to you is expecting that type of perspective every single time that they see you, that they see your products, that they see your services, that they see your company, your culture, whatever it may be. So what is that perspective? Like, have you defined that perspective? Not just have you defined your niche, have you defined your perspective on your niche market, right? So I absolutely love that. Um, Next. So everybody, when they're creating a culture, they all know that you have to have a list of values, right? Um, We all know this. Um, If you don't know this, welcome to the club. You now know this. If you're creating a culture and you want a healthy culture, you have to have value set for your team, right? In order to have a healthy team, you have to have values. So the the next point that I want to make out is for each of those values, do you specifically, you as a leader or you in general, do you have stories for each one of those values? You know, when you're talking to your team about these values, you know, upholding these values within your team and your culture, do you have stories to go along with it, right? Do you have examples to go along with it? And then you can even narrow this down too. you know, for a lot of salespeople, like, do you have stories of the successful clients that you have? Do you have stories um, to help with the values that you're coaching in or teaching in within your business? Do you have stories of your products um, or for your products? Um, Do you have stories that help create and bring your services, your product? your business to life in the eyes of your clients or in the eyes of your team, right? The whole theme of this conference was a healthy team. So it looked at the leadership aspect and I was like, all right, us as leaders, what do we do to create healthy teams? So I'm trying to create some of this as well, taking it from, okay, this is the leadership point of view, but it's also, we can use this in business and we can translate it into other areas as well. So that's what I'm trying to do right here, right? So they use it as like, okay, you have your values for your team. Do you have stories for those values? So I'm trying to help you understand that you can take that and you can apply it to other aspects and areas of your business as well, because that is significantly going to help you. Uh, Next, fear has no place in your success equation, right? That is unbelievably so freaking true so many people and your boy is a prime example of this as well you know um and i'm sure if you listen to you're a lot like me you've struggled with fear and if you haven't well i am super proud of you um I am really super proud of you because that's huge. You know, a lot of us, we struggle with fear. We struggle with the fear of success. We struggle of the fear of, you know, having people look at us and say, oh my gosh, that's the person. Like, uh, he's the one that's coaching me and all this kind of stuff or whatever it may be, right? Like, I got the product. Like, there's a lot of responsibilities when you own a business, Um, especially when you own a business um, with products, Um, you know, my rum cake business or my coaching business. Like, there is a lot of responsibility that I have to take for those businesses. And I absolutely love taking that responsibility. I absolutely love that challenge. Absolutely love that adventure that I get to embark on. But, um, you know, there's still a lot of fear within business for a lot of people. And fear has absolutely no place in yours or my success equation, right? So the lady that spoke this was Carla Harris. And she, man, I could listen to her all day long 
take your favorite public speaker or favorite speaker or favorite speech or whatever it may be, and then multiply it by 10 energy-wise, that's Carla Harris. She was hysterical. She was so on point. She was absolutely motivational, absolutely transformational. And she was 100% authentic to who she was. And it resounded in every word, every sentence, every pitch um, that she had the entire time that she was on stage. And it was absolutely amazing. Uh, So fear has no place in your success equation, right? You need to be what I call unapologetically authentic, right? There's only one you. When you go into business or you go into whatever aspect of your life you're wanting to go into, do not hide part of yourself in order to try and make somebody only see one aspect of you in hopes that they're going to like that one aspect of you. You don't know what part they're going to like of you, right? So I recently made a post on my Facebook. If you're not following me on Facebook, make sure to go over there and check it out. Um... It's at Colton Trout. You can find me just my first and last name. Um, But I made a post on there and it was like, you know, I bring in some of the fear of talking about my rum cake business, right? Like that business I've done for three years and it's doubled in revenue every single year. That is something I am extremely, extremely proud of. So don't hear me saying that. But anytime that I'm talking about somebody as a potential coaching client, I'm always hesitant to bring it up because the second anybody hears my rum cake business, they're like, ooh, rum cakes, right? But that may be the prime example and reason that somebody signs up for my coaching program because they know that I have a luxury rum cake business that I've done for three years and that it's doubled in revenue every single year and that it's growing exponentially right now, right? That is something that is so freaking cool. Like who, who do you know that infuses different types of alcohols into cake? Y'all, you don't know anybody that does that. Why? Because I'm pretty much the only damn person that does it because it's awesome and I freaking love it. Um, so, but that's one of the things that I've always been so like hesitant to bring into any kind of business conversation or any kind of networking event. Like, what do you do? It's like, oh, well, I own a couple of businesses, my coaching business and my luxury rum cake business. I typically say, nope, I'm just a business coach. That is the only thing that I do. And in all reality, that's not the only thing that I do. I own two businesses and I'm acquiring a third. Um, so, but it's one of those things, like I had a fear about telling people about that. So what are the fears that you're holding back in your conversations, whether it be business? Is it bringing your personality in? Is it you're bringing your super bubbly personality in there? Is it bringing um, some time-appropriate jokes um, into it? There is a time and place for jokes, um, and there is a time not for time um, for jokes. So make sure that you know that timing, um, because sometimes if you do joke at the wrong time, it's detrimental. Um, But... In the long run, you don't want to be changing your personality. You don't want to be changing the cool aspects of yourself, um, the unique aspects of yourself that can help you relate to your client, that can help you relate to your customer even more. You have a unique unique set of experiences and journeys and adventures that you've been on. Don't shy away from those and do not be afraid to bring those in to your into your uh, into your life and into your business. Next, uh, culture rises and falls with how we resolve mistakes, and then we need to create a culture of radical responsibility. So this is extremely extremely true. I recently did a podcast on the confrontation. So 
this kind of goes along with how we resolve mistakes I talked about. Instead of just dealing with it, you got to resolve it and the difference between that. Um, so make sure to go check out that podcast. So I'm not going to dive too much into that, but it's very obvious. You know, uh, culture is going to obviously rise and fall with how we resolve mistakes. If we resolve them well, it's going to continue to rise. If we resolve them very poorly, then your culture is going to fall and it is going to be a detriment to your business. Next, uh, the culture of radical responsibility. Do you create a culture of radical responsibility for the mistakes, for the wins, for the growth, for the action, for the activity within your business, right? Now, all of that starts with you. You have to be the prime example of a culture of radical responsibility, taking responsibility for when you mess up. You say, yo, I messed up with XYZ and be very specific. Or, um, hey, this action needs to be taken. I'm going to take responsibility of the action, right? Like you have a job to do. And a lot of businesses and a lot of leaders don't think it's their job to either create culture, right? But it is our job to create culture. And so we have to take a culture of radical responsibility and we have to translate that to our teams. We have to share that with our teams. Um, We have to share that with our clients. We have to share that with our customers, right? That culture has to resound throughout every aspect of our business, but it starts with you and it starts with your team. So culture of radical responsibility. So I hope that you have gotten some amazing value out of this podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you are. Also, make sure to take a screenshot of this, post it up on your stories, on your social media. I know you're on social media. We're all on social media. So tag this up on the stories in your social media and at me at TTDTLF. That stands for Today's the Day to Live Free, so at TTDTLF. I love to give shout-outs, so anybody that does shout-out this podcast, I will make sure that you get posted up on my story, on um, my social medias. Um, I love each and every single one of you. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. I hope you go out and you crush your goals today. I hope you take the time that you need to, to really develop, transform, and grow the changes that will radically transform your life and that will radically transform your business because you're worth it. You're absolutely 1000% worth it. I know you're worth it. Everybody else knows you're worth it. It's time that you believe that you're worth it, that you were 100% unapologetically authentic and you went out and you crushed some damn goals because today's the mother bibbidi beep day, right? So go out there. Remember today's the day, today's the day to live free. I love each and every single one of you. Y'all have an amazing day.